0: If your hashtag life goals involve luxury travel and being the boss of your own life, then get ready to embrace your mindset, magic, and manifestation powers. Let's do this. Hello, hello. Welcome back. I am so excited to be here today. Happy Tuesday, you guys. We have crossed some huge milestones for the podcast. It just hit over eighteen K downloads overall, which is just so exciting. So amazing. I love podcasting. I'm currently doing an Instagram giveaway. So you have, I think like five days left to enter. If you head over to my Instagram because of all the love and support you guys have given me. And it really, really meets the world to me when any of you share an episode you're listening to, when you leave a review, when you leave five stars, when you send in questions and it just all really helps the podcast grow. It helps this information get out, um, help. Me stay inspired and to give back to you guys, I have this big, super cute, super Michaela J esque branded giveaway over on IG. So definitely go check that out at the Michaela J on Instagram. But before we kick off this exciting Q and A episode, two things. One, this episode is brought to you by my Gist bundle yeah, you guys, we're changing it up today. We're not talking about the daily ritual. We're talking about the GIST bundle and GIST stands for get your shit together. So I have this bundle of a ton of different trainings I've done, and it really helps you get your shit together in terms of your mindset, in terms of magic, and in terms of manifestation, of course. So in this bundle, you get two of my mini trainings, like my mini courses. And so there are five videos, you get workbooks with all five of them, and you get an hour and a half masterclass that i have taught and this is really like an amazing amazing bundle everything i create is so good it's not like i just reserve the good stuff for my courses i really do give away tons of free value and i've gotten to bundle all this up into a package and right now it's actually on sale so You better hop on that ASAP. It's currently 50% off, and there's even an option for you to buy the bundle and a one on one call with me, which is really exciting because I do not do one off calls anymore. So that's the only way you can get a one on one call with me. So super exciting. Go check that out. I will have the link in the show notes, of course, and get it while it's on the 50% off deal, of course. So good. And then this week's spiritual splurge. Okay, this isn't going to be applicable for everybody this week because. Is it's my camera tripod over the weekend I went and bought a tripod like a little handheld one so I can actually start vlogging I always say on and off that I'm gonna start doing YouTube again then I'll start vlogging again and then I'll like film a video and I'll start to edit it and then I fall out somewhere along the process so I'm actually getting a video editor I got a tripod so I can actually start vlogging I charged up three of the camera batteries so I swear to you I'm really trying to commit to it. I'm not trying and committing to it this time. And so this is my spiritual splurge because it's something that I want to do. I want to vlog. I loved doing YouTube like 5,000 years ago. I loved it. Um, and so it's something you want to commit to. And that was my first step. So if there's anything, this is just a mini manifestation tip in here is there's something you really want to start doing. What's the first step you can take. And for me, that first step was going and getting the tripod. So that's my spiritual splurge for the week. If you are interested and you're like a video creator or you're a blogger and you want a tripod, maybe just a vlog or, you know, whatever, if you want a little tripod, I will still have it linked up in the show Notes, but let's kick off this amazing Q and A episode. Let's just jump straight into these questions. I'm super excited to kind of just lecture rant on these, and let's do it. I think it's going to be really beneficial. So I have five questions. I'm going to go over here. The first one is what are the best ways to ask without obsessing? And what she means by ask is just asking for your manifestation. And like how many times to journal about it, like before you start to obsess. So this is a really good question because the number one thing I see with people um, struggling with when they're trying to manifest something is they're obsessing over it because our desires are things that we want. I mean, we wouldn't be trying to manifest them if we didn't want them. And so that can be hard for us because we obsess over it because it's something we want really badly. Like for me, I want my Range Rover really fucking badly. And so sometimes I sit in like impatience almost where I'm like, Oh my God, I want it. I want it. I want it. But the more we do that, the further away we push it. And so what I first want to say about obsessing is I want to make this distinction in just your everyday language. So notice how I said desires. And then how I said, I want, I want, I want to want and to desire are two different things. If you look up the like the definitions on like dictionary.com, you will see two different definitions. And so want is a state when you're in a state of wanting, it's almost this desperate energy. It's like a little kid at the store. That's like, I want candy. I want toys. I want this. I want that. And it almost feels bratty. It's like, I want it because I don't have it. And it creates this urgency And having an urgency puts pressure on you. When there's pressure on you, you stress, and then when you stress, you overthink, and then you make everything hard, and then you don't manifest. So we never want to be in a place of wanting. That's why I often say desire. Or when I'm writing a blog post or when I'm writing an Instagram caption, I say like, "What are your desires? What do you desire?" Your desire is what is leading you um, because when we're talking about our desire, it's like the longing of the heart. It's an extension of our hearts. We can desire many, many things and we're desiring them because our soul knows that that is what is going to lead us to fulfilling our life's purpose. And so when we're obsessing, we're often in that state of wanting and not in the state of desire. Because even just saying that, like, like let's use the sentence. I want a Range Rover. I desire a Range Rover. There are two very different vibrations about those sentences. Did you hear it and did you feel it? Let me say it one more time. I want a Range Rover. I desire a Range Rover. I want is just like, I want, I want, I want. I remember one of the first things I learned in French was je veux, je veux, je veux, which is I want, I want, I want. And there's a different verb tense that you use because I want sounds too bratty. Like this is literally a rule in French and any of my French listeners can back me on this one. (laughs) So we just want to shift into that state of desire because it's much more relaxed. It doesn't feel like there's that pressure of wanting something immediately and sometimes we're like, I want food. I want a boyfriend. I want to go do something. You know, it's an, it's an instant gratification feeling. So that's a long rant, but around obsession, I just want to make sure that you are in that state of desire and not want, because when you ask from a place of desire then there is no obsession because if a desire is placed on your heart it's placed there for a reason like the things you desire might light you up but might not light up your best friend and that's because it's something for you and not for him or her and so you're going to get those at the end of the day but you need to ask from a place of desire and the best ways the way I always like to ask for my manifestations or my goals my intentions whatever is I like to journal I like like to just sit down and I'll literally write desire and then put like a colon and then I'll write down, I desire a Range Rover. I desire a 10 K month. I desire to buy a Louis Vuitton bracelet. I desire, you know, whatever it is. I desire to find a great, I don't know, round trip deal to Cancun, you know, whatever it's going to be. I like to journal about it. And the one thing that's really, really important for us is we are in control of the what and the why every single time. Only the what and only the why. And so after I write down my desire, I also write down why I want it. So, like, I desire a 10K month. Why? I desire a 10K month because I can travel, I can make the luxury purchases I want, I can. Or that I desire. (laughs) I can go grocery shopping at Whole Foods and only pick out the organic things because I know that's going to energize my body. I can help donate to organizations that I love. I can take my friends out for dinner. I can, you know, this, this, that. Write out all of your whys. Why do you care about the thing that you desire? And if it's a car, maybe you're like, okay, because I desire that element of safety that a new car will bring me that maybe my broken down unreliable car can't bring me. So it could be safety. Maybe you want $10,000 in savings because you want that level of comfort. You want that level of stability, knowing that you have that money to spend on a big purchase you want to make in the near future. Um, and how many times to journal about it was an example. And I don't know if she is meaning how many times before it's obsessive or how many times um, so the universe gets your desire, like so it knows what you want. Um, and so one thing is I don't think you can ever journal too much at the beginning of January. I was going through this money mindset shift where I would be in my journal three times a day, going through money beliefs and going through money blocks and limiting beliefs and all that stuff. And at the time that didn't feel like a lot because I felt clear. I felt like a clear channel afterwards where I could receive, where I was open, where I was free. I wasn't blocked by anything. Um, and so I don't think there's ever too many times that you can journal without obsessing, but I think it is obsessive when you're journaling, but you're not taking the action. Because at the end of the day, we can clear all the blocks, we can open ourselves up, but we can't receive anything until we go move the vibrations around us, until we go do something, until we signal to the universe that we are serious. So, in terms of obsession, it's only too many times when you're journaling more than you're doing, more than you're like you're taking action. Um, yeah. I hope that's clear. But how many times to journal about it on the other side, just to know that the universe knows what you desire is the universe knows what you want before you even know you want it. Basically I've read many books that state this, that like anything you could ever desire, it's already in your field. It's already around you. It's already in your bubble in your circle and your vibration, whatever you want to say. It's just, you decide when you're going to open up to that. And so you don't even need to write it down because the universe already knows you're going to desire it, Um, which is kind of a weird idea. And I know it feels backwards and I know it might feel a little bit out there, but it should be a thing that comforts you because if the universe already knows that you're going to desire something before you even desire it, you can bet your ass that the universe is already working to put it together before I decided I wanted to be a billionaire, the universe was already figuring out the best plan to make me become a billionaire. And no, I'm not there yet, but I will be. Um, one day, very soon I desire. (laughs) Um, so yeah, just how many times you don't even need to, I just think it helps to write things down. And there is that connection between your hand and your brain and your eyes and your body and your life and your soul, (laughs) where when you write things down, it just feels more real to you. So that is my answer for that. The next question is what is still getting in my way? And the first thing that comes up for me for this is the fact that you think something is still in your way. So let's use the example of a dream job. So if there is a job out there that you know that would be like the perfect job for you and you would be the best fit and You, it just seems like every time you're trying to go for it, you don't get it or there's an obstacle and you feel like there's always something in the way. Well, what is your belief there that is creating that reality for you? Do you believe that something's always going to be in the way? Do you feel like it's always going to be hard? Do you feel, do you not truly believe that it's going to work for you? For me, when I started out on manifestation, I would do all of the things like all of the journaling, all of the journal prompt challenges, all of like the five, five, five challenge, all of that bullshit, because I wanted to see it work for me before it did. And with manifestation and using the law of attraction, you have to believe it before you can see it. It's very, very cut and dry there. You have to believe it before you can see it, because if you don't believe it's going to come, it's not going to come. So maybe what's getting in your way is the idea that one, something is in your way, and two, the idea that it might not work for you. Maybe that's what you believe. Like, I totally believe in this for other people, but like, would it actually work for me? That's going to put something in your way because... James Wedmore has a really great quote about this and it's your brain doesn't align your beliefs to fit your life. It aligns your life to fit your beliefs. So if you have this idea that there's always a block in the way that it might not work for you, that everything has to be hard, your brain is going to make your life fit those beliefs. That's just how it works. It does, it's not any way other than that. And I'm actually studying something similar to this in my visual communications course at school. And we were just talking about realism and how, and yes, like there's realism in art, but also realism in philosophy and like the world around us that we are really just looking at things and we are interpreting our perspective and deciding that's how life works. And I recently did a homework assignment where I had to respond to a chapter on this and I wrote about um, an example of two kids. So one kid, maybe he's a little mischievous. He likes to be a little rebel. He likes to put his nose where it doesn't belong. And so he always hears, don't do that. Don't touch that. Stop doing that. And after a while his reaction, his perspective is that he's always going to be shut down when he is exploring the world. That could be his interpretation and that's his perspective. So that's what he thinks about the world. He thinks it's a restrictive place that has so many rules and you have obligations and you need to act a certain way. Whereas there could be another kid who could be raised in a a household. Of, like, CEOs, and maybe they travel a lot, maybe they're not always home because they're working on their business, and so the kid kind of has a little bit more freedom. He can, he or she can explore more, can play more, can make messes, and you know, can be more creative and open, and so therefore, that kid creates this perspective. Of the world is free, the open. Is, the world is free and open and creative and fun, and I'm here to explore and to learn. And you see, that's what he or she starts to think about the world, and so that's what the world creates around these children. Around the restricted one, it's going to create a more restricted life. Around the kid who's more free and more open, it's going to create that more free and more open life. And so. Back to this question, what's still getting in the way is the idea that something's in your way. Maybe you think that there's always something that's going to go wrong. Maybe you think things can't be easy for you. So what I would advise you to do is just look back and reflect on your beliefs and ask yourself, what belief got me here? And that will be a really powerful exercise. The next question I'm going to talk about is, What is the most effective way to start manifesting? I get this question all the freaking time. So if you will join my Facebook group, there are three questions you have to answer. One, what's your number one question about manifestation? Two, where did you find the group? And three, tell me a little bit about your dream life. And so this is a question I get all the time in the part that's like, what's your number one question about manifestation? it's like, how do I start? What's the most effective way to start? Where do I begin? I'm overwhelmed. What do I do? (laughs) And so, the most effective way to start is this two step process I'm going to tell you guys about. One, decide what you want. What do you desire? What do you desire your life to look like? Do you want to be a billionaire? Do you want to have a private jet? Do you want to live a life where you have yacht parties with your friends? Do you want to live? in Paris? Do you want to live in California? Do you want to live in New York City? Do you want to live in Canada? Like, what do you want your life to look like? Do you want Louboutins? Do you want a room that is just your own personal library? Do you want to write a book? Do you, what do you want? (laughs) What do you want? That's step one. And step two is to just decide you can have it and go for it. Two steps. What do you want? And then decide where you can have it and fucking go for it. Don't make it any more complicated. Yeah, we can break this down into steps. Yeah, I can give you more detailed how-to, all of that stuff. And if you do want that and you want the manifestation process, I have an episode probably in the 20s maybe of my four-step manifestation process. So just scroll down and go look for that. But this two-step process is really effective because it just takes the thing you desire... And it tells you, you can have this, but you have to decide that you're going to have that. And then you go and you take the action required. And I know I'm going to get the question, how do I know what action to take? Well, how do you know what action to take is you reverse engineering what you desire. So if I desire to be a billionaire, how much money do I need to make per month? How much money then do I need to make per week? How much money should I be making per day? how am I going to make that money? What are those channels going to be? And like how many, if I were going to sell a program that was like, I don't know, X amount of dollars, how many customers do I need in that? If I'm going to be in working this job and I want to be a millionaire, what like yearly raise do I want to go for? Reverse engineer everything down to the smallest detail and then start at the smallest detail and work your way up. That's how you plan out the action. It's really easy. You just need to look at your end goal and reverse engineer how you need to get there. Simple as that. So that's the most effective way to start. Decide what you want. Decide you can have it and fucking go for it. The next question I'm going to answer is how to manifest being more organized in business. So whether you have a business or a blog or a, I don't know, a side hobby, hustle, creative, whatever, or you're just in school, you're just in college, or you just work a normal fucking job for anybody to just manifest being more organized. This is what you need to do. You need to map out Like, what would the millionaire version of me do? Like, how would she be organized? So, say you work a normal nine-to-five job. If you were the CEO, if you were making like Voku bucks, how would you be organized at that level? Would you have an assistant who handles your calendars? Yes? Okay, great. Are you handling your calendar right now? Probably not. Okay, well, what's the first step? Download Google calendars start plugging things in, color code your calendar. There you go. There's one aspect of organization. If that millionaire CEO version of you is staying organized by having a digital planner and a paper planner, are you doing that now? If not, start doing that now. For business, um, I'll give you guys some specifics of kind of how I stay organized. So I use Asana and it's a free online calendar basically and I write down all the tasks that I'm going to be doing for the month in Asana. So whenever I log on to my computer that day, I open up Asana and there are all of my tasks that I need to complete and this is anything from like record a podcast you are being interviewed at this time. You have this translation due for school. You need to send an email. You know, like it's all the things I need to do on the day-to-day. When you mark it off, you can click it off and it's done and you feel great because your marketing off your to-do list. And so how I do that is I just break down everything I need to get done. I put it in the calendar and then I look at the calendar every single day. But if you, if it's not that easy for you, if it's not that cut and dry and you just organization is something you struggle with, ask yourself, okay, what would I do if I was this billionaire CEO of my own business? What would my standards be? What would my calendar look like? When would I schedule in free time? What do I want organization to look like? And that's the first step is just getting that clarity because you can't be organized. You can't receive anything you desire unless you have this certain clarity about you. Like how are you supposed to receive a Louis Vuitton bag that you want when you don't know what style you want? How are you supposed to receive the perfect apartment when you don't know what the perfect apartment's going to be? How can you be more organized if you don't know what kind of organization you want? And this could be organization with your calendar. It could be organization with your systems, organization with literally your desk. Like you need to be very, very specific and know exactly what you want because the universe is listening to your every detail and it is delivering that even the smallest of details to you at all times. And you just need to be specific. Um, right now, you're probably not organized because you're not being specific enough around what organization looks like. And actually I actually have a really funny story that's kind of random, but you know, whatever. It's just blown right now. Um, I wrote down in a journal once when I was um, mapping out my next level self. And I was kind of thinking about when I'm going to live in my Beverly Hills apartment and everything's going to be beautiful and I want like white tile floors and it's, I'm going to wear like cute robes. And I was like, okay, I want to wear like, I want a black silk robe that I can wear just like hop up in the morning, put on my robe. And I want cheetah print slippers that I can like walk around my house and, you know, like nice and cute walk downstairs, make my morning coffee, sit on the patio, read my book and my slippers and my robe, whatever. And so I wrote all that down and I kind of forgot about it because, you know, I obviously am not going to be living in Beverly Hills for another year and whatever. And I think maybe two weeks later, I was out shopping with my boyfriend and I just stumbled into the Steve Madden store and they had cheetah print slippers that were like $10 that were so cute, that were exactly what I had been imagining in that journal entry. And so this is the power of being specific. It's like you can be specific and then you can pick up the details along the way. So now I have the black silk robe. Now I have the slippers. Now I have all of the books that I can read on my patio. And then the next logical step to manifest is my dream Beverly Hills apartment when I moved there. And so when you can boil that down to organization, you're like, okay, well, I maybe would have an assistant to organize my calendar and my calendar would be full of this. And I would have these systems in place to keep me organized with that. When you start to do that, you will manifest this stuff piece by piece. You will manifest the systems you need to keep you organized. You will manifest getting your calendar full of things. And then it's almost like a flow where you might not even need an assistant anymore. Maybe you'll manifest the perfect assistant to put together your calendar. But all comes down to being organized on what you want that to look like. Not organized, but on being clear of what you want that to look like. The last question I'm going to go over today is how to be hopeful about a profession when a small percentage of people become successful. I thought this was a really good question. So if you are looking to, maybe you want to be a singer, maybe you want to be an actress, maybe you want to be a I don't know, famous on Instagram, you know, whatever it may be. Maybe you want to be the CEO in a male dominated industry and you're a woman. And sometimes it can be really daunting to look at those and be like, oh my gosh, well only a very small percentage of people become successful and blah, blah, blah. And only 1% of people make all the money and blah, 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 blah. I think let's cut the bullshit. Let's, why are we thinking about the small percentage. That's the first thing that comes up for me is like, fuck that. Like who cares? Who cares if there's only a small percentage that becomes successful because you're going to be a part of that small percentage why focus on that? That is like exactly focusing on lack. You're basically just finding reasons to hold yourself back when you're focusing on that small percentage. So say you want to go into engineering. I know at my school, um, engineering is a very like male dominated program to go through. And that might be daunting to some women that are coming into college. They're like, oh my gosh, there are so many guys in this program. Like, can I really do this? It's such a male dominated industry. Well, if you're asking yourself those questions, you're basically finding an excuse to not do the program. And that's coming from a fear-based place. That's coming from a lack mentality saying like, I won't be able to get a job because I am not a male. I can't get a job because there are all these other actresses who are already famous. I can't get a job because there are already all these other singers that are successful. And there's only a small amount of all of those. That is just looking for the lack. So this is one of the biggest shifts I've had in money mindset the past like month and a half is that you need to train your brain to look For the abundance. And this is truly a practice. You really, really have to work on developing this. I, for the longest time, would go through the money stories and I'd be like, What story am I telling myself? And I'd be like, Well, it's this story. And then I'd be like, How can I rewrite it to be more positive? And that works to a certain extent. But there's an even more powerful practice we can do with looking at abundance. Think back to your childhood and what are the stories you're telling people the most? Are you telling people about the time that you lived off of food stamps? Are you telling people about the time you struggled? Um, and just sharing those moments of struggle, does that make you like feel any better? Or like what is the goal of you talking about the struggle? Is that to get like pity? Is that to get the poor me thing? I know for me, for a really long time I'd be like, Oh yeah, in high school, like I lived alone and then you know, blah, 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 blah happened. We were on food stamps and nobody paid for anything for me. And I was working three jobs. And, you know, it was always to evoke this sense of like, oh, pity me. Oh, poor me. Oh, I came from nothing and now I'm something. And that's like the feelings I wanted to evoke, but that's the feelings you end up evoking in everything. And I don't want to go through life life feeling like this living, walking, poor me like that's just fucking bullshit. That's just stupid. Um, And so the story I started to tell myself is like, wow, you know, before all that shitty stuff happened, I was like, wow, I really lived a life in abundance. Like we had a nice house. We had nice cars. We had a boat. We had a cabin. We were living lux. Life was good. I was cheering competitively. Money never felt like a worry. And so when I step into those stories, I feel like, wow, I really came from this solid household that that showed me what was possible in the world. And so we get to choose which part of the story we want to plug into. Which one are you going to continue identifying with? And it's the same thing when it comes to any profession, any starting a business, starting a podcast. Are you going to let this idea of only a small, like only a small percentage of people be successful stop you? Because that is just being so weak in my opinion. you how dare you let your fears get in the way of you impacting the lives of millions of people? How dare you? Like you chose to reincarnate, to come into this earth at this specific time to do a specific soul mission and you shying away from your desires just because you're afraid. Like, how dare you? yeah, being a billionaire is scary to me. That's a lot of money. And like, what? You know, what happens at that level? I don't know. But how dare I decide like, oh, I don't need that much or oh, you know, there only a certain amount of people get to be a billionaire. I don't think that way. I think, wow, that's going to be so abundant. Think about the massive impact I get to have at that level. Like at that level, I've made that much money. I've touched so many lives. I've donated so much money. I get to do so much more. So when you are that CEO of that engineering firm, when you are that high paid actress, when you are that singer at the Grammys performing, that is you living out your soul mission. Fuck all the percentage shit. I don't watch the news. I don't look at numbers. I don't look at anything that could make me feel small or be in a lack-based mentality. So it is up to you to choose what you're going to plug into. Are you going to plug into those stories of poor me, pity me, this is a hard field to get into? Blah blah blah. Or are you going to plug into? Wow, I came from a place of abundance. I can fucking do this. If Warren Buffett did it, I can do it. If Miley Cyrus did it, I can do it. If this person did it, then I can do it. What story are you going to start telling? And I read this in a book recently. But we have all felt abundance in our lives at some time. I like I just shared with you guys. My family was well off before we became really poor. When I was growing up and so maybe not everybody came from a position of starting well off or ever being well off, but you have definitely felt abundance sometime in your life, whether that was having an abundance of food, maybe you're at a restaurant and there was more than you could eat on your plate. Maybe you got an extra amount of money in your paycheck and that just felt really abundant. When I reflect on this, I think about high school and my very first job, I would take home paychecks that were like $150 after two weeks of work. And I remember getting my first $200 paycheck and then my first $300 paycheck and then my first $400 paycheck and being like, Oh my God, this is crazy. Like, this is amazing. Like all oh my $400 from two weeks of work. Like, wow. Wow. And that like those are those small defining moments that really help you feel into abundance. So I don't care what your background is, you felt abundance in some way. It's just what are the stories you're telling yourself. And if you're telling yourself that a percentage is gonna define you, that's just fucking bullshit. So you get to pick what you're gonna turn into. Woof. Oh, I just went in. <laughs> I hope I pumped you guys up there because I feel hyped now. Ooh, I feel like I need to get a coffee after that one. We just went over so much info. What a good Q and a, if you guys ever have questions that you want me to talk about on the podcast, or you just have questions, personal new situation, you can always shoot me a DM on Instagram. I can try and help you as best as I can. in The DMS I can hop on a free discovery call with you to see how I can support you. Or I can talk about the topic on a podcast episode. So always feel free to DM me, And what a good episode. I hope you guys had some great takeaways and I will talk to you very soon. Thanks for diving in and getting your daily dose of personal development with the Mindset, Magic and Manifestation podcast. If you loved this episode, leave a rate and review on iTunes. For notes, details and more information, check out MichaelaJ.com. See you next week.